The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hour 2 at Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel could always stream the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. And uh, check out the show that way. Podcast as well. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or where you hear us on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. Keep your comments coming. We'll get to those around 520 in the stream on uh, Nebraska and uh, just some observations you have as the fan on the offense and, and defense as we've kicked off the topic, real or a mirage. We've laid out some things that, that we think. We love your input as well. Let's talk some more Nebraska with Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold at Evan Bland, OWH on Twitter. Evan, midweek is here, bud. How are we doing? Hanging in. It's a part of a you know nice little stretch of home games, too. And the, the weather's turning. It's all good. I love this time of year. It is fantastic temperatures. Uh, truth be told, I, I am dreaming of having a, a good second hour, good second half, as they say, racing to my favorite spot, buying the biggest T-bone there is mm. and baked potato, and then just pouring a whiskey and sitting out and having a, a nice uh, midweek edition dinner. Because of the weather, I can grill. I can still grill. It's incredible. Yeah, you got the grilling on the one hand. You can go, you know, I have uh, young kids. You can go s'mores and doughboys and all kinds of different things. It's a it's a versatile time of year. You got to get get out that quarter zip and uh, <laughs> yeah, you can go a lot of different ways. We are gonna we are gonna coordinate that first sixty degree day, Evan. That's a that's a Wednesday. We're gonna get you on camera, and you and I will both wear our quarter zips. <laughs> Sounds great. We'll do it. Sounds like Evan and I have a closet full to choose from. So, uh, Nebraska's dealing with the injury bug, Evan. And I know you've you've spent uh, time this week talking and writing about it. And what's your what's your thought on on Nebraska right now? I want to get your take on the real or mirage topic we've we've spent time on. And what? Give me one thing you think's real about the football team. Give me a thing that's a mirage or or maybe to put it different a different way you have a question mark about with the team going in to Saturday and beyond Big 10 play. Well, I I think the defense is real. Um, you know, the second half against Colorado notwithstanding, like it's been really interesting to watch because they've been able to play so many guys with hardly a drop off at all. I think I think the number is 30 different defenders that have played at least 10 snaps on defense, and you think about the first three games for Nebraska, I mean, we're not talking a lot of garbage time necessarily. I mean, a little bit in the fourth quarter against Colorado and, and maybe a little bit late against Northern Illinois, but, like, you know, you're seeing 20 guys pretty much rotating in there in critical situations. So that seems to be seems to be real. It seems to be uh, a strength along the defensive line. I think we kind of thought the secondary and the, the linebacking group would be a strength, and that's held up and, and had even a little bit more depth 
maybe than we would have expected. So, you know, I, I think that'll certainly continue this week with Louisiana Tech that's dealing with injuries of its own at quarterback and running back and some of the skill positions. Um, obviously, that'll be put to the test with Michigan the week after that. But that, it, it does seem like that's going to be the group that you can continue to rely on. You know, Mirage or what I'm curious about, I still feel I feel like the jury is still kind of out on special teams and what exactly that can be. I mean, it, We've seen a good game from Brian Buschini. We've seen, uh, you know, one where where he was spraying it a little bit up in Colorado, and that might have been injury related. We've only seen a couple field goal attempts from Tristan Alvano. The the one good return on kickoffs was from Ramir Johnson, and he's out for the year. So like, it feels like that group has graduated from being sort of the liability that it's been uh, in the past, certainly a couple years ago, three, four years ago. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I wonder if it can provide that spark, that blocked punt, that big return, a clutch field goal. Like it just hasn't really shown up yet. And when you talk about embarking on big 10 play, like they're going to be a lot of tight games, a lot of situations where you're maybe going to need a lift from a surprise contributor. Uh, and I'll be curious to see if special teams is up to the task. Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald talking some real or mirage. It's been our topic of the day here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Evan, some people seem to disagree with me, and that's okay. I, I, it's not the first time people have disagreed with my takes, and I'm sure it won't be the last either. But I think that the, the defensive line, what we've seen from them so far, could be a mirage. And I'm not willing to put that firmly in the mirage category. I want to see a little bit more. But I don't think they've necessarily gone up against... A, a team that is really going to commit itself to the running game. And maybe that's because that nobody's wanted to run against the Husker defensive line. But I don't think that the teams they've played were teams that wanted to run the football against this Husker defense all night long. And I'm not quite sure that that defensive line is as real as it's made out to be right now. What's your take on the defensive line? Yeah, I mean, you could make that argument. Like Minnesota seemed like they went to the pass game quicker than they have in the past. Certainly Colorado had, had very little interest in running it. Northern Illinois, um, you know, they, they tried for a while, and, and you know, guys like Nash Helpmaker were just dominating the center um, in a one-on-one type of situation, so you couldn't really couldn't really gauge that um, all that well either. But, you know, I, I think about that unit as it came into the year. We knew Ty Robinson was sort of the resident veteran there. It felt like Nash Helpmaker was going to take a step. That's certainly, to this point, proven to be the case. And then you just kind of wondered with that next group of guys, like, would, would they be up to the task? Would they be able to hold up physically? You know, I think Cam Lenhart has certainly acquitted himself well. Uh, Prince William and Mielin, uh, same sort of deal. Uh, you can kind of just go down the line a little bit, and they've they found some guys. A.J. Rollins got a little bit of run against Northern Illinois last week as well. Um, and, and you can kind of start talking about that jack spot, too. Jamari Butler's had a couple of sacks. Uh, you know, cheap orders and MJ Sherman. So, like, I I think they have the bodies, but I, certainly, if you want to make the case that their opponents to this point have not been hard nosed uh, rushing teams that have wanted to pound you on the ground for four quarters, I think you could you could make that argument. Um, but you know, again, like some of the individual developments that we've seen with with guys like Nash, who, who I think stands out specifically, is notable. Um, and then you hear defenders this week saying, yeah, I mean, it makes a difference when you hit hard on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and you're practicing tackling and you're, you're sort of toughened up so that on Saturdays that's not, that's not the difference, but that's just kind of the norm of what you've had. So it feels like this is a group that's sort of steeled for the, 
for the you know black and blue Big Ten and, and ground and pound that we're going to see, but certainly uh, you know Michigan in a couple weeks is going to be the ultimate test of that. Evan Bland's with us here from the Omaha World Herald at Evan Bland OWH on Twitter. Evan, you wrote about the quarterback decision that looms for Saturday uh, in in your latest story, and you did a little research on on rules history with with quarterbacks. And Sims is is kind of a new new era, new rule um, situation because before rule left, there was no portal. There was transfer opportunity. But Rule's a guy that had always, uh, at some point, if he had to make a quarterback change, he went young, didn't he? Yeah, you know, it, it was interesting. I asked him about that on Monday, and he, and he pointed out, you know, when he was at Temple his first year in 2013, uh, he inserted P.J. Walker midway through that year, and he was the guy for the next three and a half seasons. And a similar situation at Baylor in 2017, um, you know, Charlie Brewer enters in in like game five or game six or whatever and doesn't come out like for the rest of Matt Rule's time in Waker, in Waco. So what I thought was interesting, though, was that when you look at the situations that led to both of those freshmen, they didn't start game one. They got their opportunities because the guy or guys ahead of them uh, were injured and ineffective with turnovers. And so it kind of reminds you a little bit of of the current situation at Nebraska. So I'm not saying that Heinrich Harburg's going to start Saturday and, and never going to come out again, but that precedent has been there at other points in Matt Rule's career. So I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. And certainly uh, he's a guy who's talked a lot about building this program, you know, the year one, setting the culture, and, and you're, you're, you're going to build off of this into the future. Heinrich Harburg, you know, has, has multiple years of eligibility remaining. If you feel like he is the guy or can be capable of being the guy, uh, there is a history in Matt Rule's background that says, yeah, you know, go, he's willing to go with that person, uh, building him up and, and kind of bringing the team along. So uh, we'll see if that plays out. Um, you know, there, some of the situation uh, – Circumstances are different. Jeff Sims uh, was the handpicked guy out of the portal. They they felt like he was the guy throughout the off season, and so how much difference then does three games make in that calculation? I think we'll find out Saturday night uh, or Saturday afternoon. I, I, I think my opinion at this point is that you'll probably see both of them in some regard, and I do think when you look at not just Louisiana Tech but uh, into Michigan and beyond, like this is the last week. If you're going to put a guy out there, um, this is that sort of get-right week where you start to feel you can have guys feel better about themselves, find some success. And I think that could be valuable for a guy like Sims uh, after a couple of rough weeks to start that he could feel good about himself heading into Big Ten play. Evan, do you think we'll, we'll know who the starter will be moving forward by about 6 o'clock on Saturday? Do you think that question gets answered against Louisiana Tech, or do you think we're going to have another week of this discussion next week as we uh, get geared up for the Michigan game? My hunch would be we're going to have another week of this. Like Louisiana Tech's defense is probably the worst that Nebraska is going to see this year statistically. I mean, you look at it, I think they're going to be able to run the ball uh, with whoever's in there. Your quarterback, whether that's Sims or Harburg, I don't think is going to be under too much pressure to pass very much. And certainly Nebraska has shown that it's not been willing to pass all that much to this point. So I don't know how much you answer there uh, unless one of those guys comes in and, and, and really struggles and the other guy lights it up. 
to me, this is a chance where maybe you see both guys in, uh, at different points, maybe even in different roles. Uh, we'll see. Um, but then, yeah, I think it's going to come down to, to Michigan and beyond. Like, you're going to have to prove it against a Big Ten defense. Um, and I just, you know, I don't see that necessarily manifesting this week uh, against a Conference USA team. Evan, what do you think you have in Harburg? You've got a kid that's loyal. You've got an in-state kid that's tough. He's got some tools, recruited as a passer, uh, if you remember, uh, based on his time in Cardi Catholic that, that was uh-huh. that was mobile. But he just hadn't had the, the watering that's necessary. Now he's been watered. He's got some confidence. He handled himself well. Is he a guy that, that is going to be asked in his career to, to manage, say he wins the job uh, at some point in his career, to, to just manage and make a few plays? Or do you think he's got the ability to be a, play, a playmaker and, and difference maker at quarterback in the, in the Big Ten? Well, I mean, I think we saw some of that difference-making ability against Northern Illinois. Just, you know, you remember him from high school. Uh, he was a guy who could who could jump out of the gym as a basketball player. He could dunk. So, like, he, he's one of the faster guys, one of the more explosive athletes on the team. So, like, if you think Jeff Sims is is more explosive, and maybe he is, it's not by much, uh, just from a from a metrics or, or you know measurables sort of standpoint. So I think he's got that going for him. Like you said, he he comes from a passing system in high school, so that part's not new to him. Uh, he's a smart guy. I know he he, he had you know four point or maybe above that in high school. Was an early enrollee at Nebraska. Quick processor. So yeah, you think that he probably has a lot of those pieces and those intangibles to to jump in and do this. You know what I, what I think is interesting is kind of bringing it back to the defense a little bit. Like I think before the season, the the thought internally and and from the outside was that the defense could be good, but maybe not as good as it's been. And so if you feel like you need to you know, win some high-scoring games, you probably want to go with a guy like Sims, who's done it before, who's who can, you know, score from 60 yards out with his legs. I wonder now, after you see how the Northern Illinois game turned out uh, and, and just how dominant potentially that Nebraska defense can be, maybe you do place more value on ball security and game management just knowing that there is a, a, a reasonable path to victory as long as you don't give it away. And so, so far, that's something Harburg has in his favor, uh, and you would think that he's going to get more opportunities to continue to show that this week. It's Evan Bland with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And, Evan, I think we'll get you out of here on this. we got about 90 seconds left. Nebraska wins the game on Saturday if, and I, I know it doesn't carry as much weight as a game like Colorado or Minnesota in terms of what Nebraska needs to do. You assume they have the talent advantage, but what does Nebraska need to get done on Saturday? I think it's pretty straightforward. I think you got to run the ball a lot. I mean, again, Louisiana Tech was the worst FBS team in the country last year at stopping the run. They're not that much better at it this year. I know they've, you know, they've had a couple of games against uh, an FCS opponent that maybe uh, alters those numbers a little bit. But I think you have to, you have to run it. Um, but I also think when you look ahead toward Big Ten play, you you got to start figuring out something in the pass game. You got to start finding ways to get Billy Kemp the ball in space or, uh, you know, more targets for Thomas Fedoni, or maybe you get a freshman receiver going like Malachi Coleman or Jalen Lloyd. I just think, you know, again, if, if Nebraska wants to win this game, they're going to run it. But I do think this is the week. This has to be that, that last week where you also try some other players, try some other things that you can use carrying forward that's going to win you some games in the league. 
So, Evan Bland uh, says Anthony Grant has the Roy Hallou game on. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry to put words there. I just thought it'd be kind of funny. But, uh, Evan, no, I get you. Why not, if this is a team you can line up and smoke, listen, uh, figure out a way to, to get comfortable with some things that you're actually going to call in Big Ten action, and we'll see if Nebraska does it. Evan, always love talking with you, man. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for a few minutes. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There he is, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Find him on Twitter at Evan Bland, OWH. Open phones here next with Hale Varsity.